another episode of the Granite List Live. Navigating a sea of benefit solution is daunting at best, and new vendors emerge every week. Hosts Lee Dill and Sally Pace bring brokers and employers a solid resource when it comes to uncovering what's new, what's needed, and what is happening now to allow for the best plan design possible. By staying on top of trends, brokers and employers can in turn stay on top of spending while improving employee engagement and outcomes. Think of nurse advocacy as a way to connect with all solutions for the plan member. Lee and Sally's guest, Lauren Robertson, head of nurse advocacy for CHC says, we sit in the middle of the circle to reach all the solutions so that plan members can get access to the things that they need at the time to achieve the best outcomes helping them stay at work, feeling better healthy, and feeling better at home. The question she answers is why would a company that has access to a nurse hotline want to pay for an additional nurse advocacy service? Learn how 30 minutes of true listening has saved lives. In this episode of the Granite List Live, Prediction of Health Problems Through Nurse Advocacy. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Granite List Live. Lauren, I'm so excited to have you on, not only selfishly because I love getting to work with you every day, but also because you know, for most of the audience that has been following the Granite List, you know, they, only, they only know us as the Granite List and may not be aware that that is a product of a company called Connect Healthcare Collaboration that was founded on marketing and communications and, and coordination. And, and so as you've heard me say a million and one times, when I think about the ultimate communications tool when it comes to driving change within a health plan, I think that your role and the the group that you lead for our team is one of the most crucial, and that is under the the banner of nurse advocacy. So um, I'm really excited to get to share that side of our story today and, and also get to brag on your team a whole lot and what you do. So... Let's jump right in and let's first talk about what is your role, what is the role of nurse advocacy, and how does that fit into the healthcare ecosystem for employer groups? I think that nurse advocacy may may speak for itself in the title, nurse advocate. As an advocate, we're ultimately looking out for all of the plan members within an employer group. And so when they contact our services, we do tons of things for these plan members as far as helping them understand their benefit solutions. Ultimately, we are the trusted advocate for these plan members. Talk about how you, I mean, where, where I'm also kind of going with that is, mm-hmm. so you're put into a health plan. Mm-hmm. You're not the only, what I would call clinical resource. What are you doing? You work, so where I'm going with that, you work with the brokerage firm and the solutions that are plugged into that plan to truly kind of sit at the middle to connect all of those dots and make sure people are getting the treatment that they need at the time they need it. Absolutely. And I think that's a great way to explain it. So if you think about nurse advocate, you think about someone who sits in the very middle of a circle and surrounding that circle, you think about everything built into a plan design. And that comes from anything with vendors that have been selected for that group based on things the insurance claims groups are seeing from their medical data, from their pharmacy data. 
So we have the, the vendor solutions built in to help the plan members. We have the insurance group built in to cover you know, any and all medical and pharmacy related needs. We have those individuals that actually select what those benefits are going to look like for the year. And then we have the employer and their HR representatives, and we have the employee. And where we are is we, we sit, like I said, in the middle of that circle, almost with our tentacles reaching all of those solutions so that the plan members can get access to the things that they need at the time they need it to achieve the best outcomes for those individuals, helping them stay at work, feeling better, healthy, and feeling better at home as well. Lauren, walk us through an example. So you, you're in the middle of that spoke, making sure all that the pieces fit together perfectly and offer up the best solution for these plan members in the healthcare space. Walk us through an example of how a plan member might utilize your services. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, this is actually something that brought me into this role with nurse advocacy with Connect. And the best way I can explain this is almost telling you like a little story about why it is I, I came into this position. And so I myself, um, a nurse practitioner, practiced for, for several years independently. We really focused on driving healthcare outcomes, you know, helping people with chronic care conditions, receiving the care that they need by becoming patients in our medical home practice. And then after I had that experience, um, I also went through a personal experience having lost my father to terminal cancer. So I sat at a point of which I was a provider then I sat at a point of which I was not only a provider, but I was caring for a loved one, going through a really hard experience, both emotionally and then medically understanding what was going on. And I guess if I could give examples of how I've helped employer groups, you know, specifically to the employee, I've had members that have called in with a very similar situation where that themselves or, or someone in their family has been diagnosed with, with a cancer and at that moment, when you hear that news, it's obviously heartbreaking for the individual and, and everybody who loves that individual. And so what I can do for those members is help them better understand what those next steps look like, better understand what vendor solutions are built into that plan to ensure that they're, they have an adequate diagnosis or getting to facilities that we know achieve best outcomes. Um, helping the member understand when they're going to go into their first appointment, what is that going to look like? And then connecting them with all the claims individuals that can help them understand within their plan design what's going to be covered by insurance, what's going to be expected. So not only do they have that reassurance of understanding, you know, I've got someone on my side that's helping me, looking out for me, not only with my medical issues, but, but also with my financial needs and taking that weight off of their shoulders, I can tell you, I think has added tremendous value to individuals that have gone through those experiences and as a healthcare provider being able to almost pay back something that I personally went through to ensure that they got the help that they needed at a time that was emotionally plaguing. Yeah, another example, you know, something at a, at a smaller scale, aside from cancer being obviously worst case scenario, I mean, something that's like everybody, you know, throughout the world, COVID. I mean, we'll just take that one example. So what can nurse advocacy do to help an employer group with COVID? Okay, so some of these individuals, you know, get the diagnosis of COVID or have received a, a COVID-19 diagnosis. And they'll say, well, where do I go? What do I do? Well, being an advocate for a healthcare plan, I actually know what their chronic disease states are. 
because we've either gone through that with medical claims, I've looked and retrieved data from the individual so I understand where they are with their doctor's visits. So I know if they're a member that's going to be at risk for a hospitalization. So when they call in to say, I've been given this diagnosis, you know, I've tried calling my doctor and I'm unable to get in, you know, what would my next steps look like? We'll go through what their chronic diseases are and then give them an expectation. You know, when you contact your doctor, these are the things that you can go over with them. And so it prepares them for the visit, lets them know if they're at a scenario where they should seek out urgent care and or seek out the emergency department if needed. But a lot of times we've kept people away from the emergency department because of the additional treatment options available, monoclonal antibody therapy, for example. So I'll make sure that these individuals uh, know where the nearest monoclonal antibody therapy facilities are. I'll actually contact those facilities to find out what's needed from their doctor in order for them to get a referral. And so then I've connected the referrals and made sure that the members had an appointment to get in, usually within 24 hours. And so that I know that those members that receive that care are less likely to get hospitalized, resulting in them having a faster improvement from the virus, getting back to feeling like themselves in a quicker time frame. So that's a, at a smaller scale of things I have done, but so prevalent to definitely what we've all gone through in the last, now we can say it's almost been two years. So I know you've shared that another thing that your group is trying to see within some of the employer populations or employee populations you serve is this early uptick. I mean, here it is, you know, end of November. We're now in the throes of the real holiday season. But this past year, this massive uptick in in a need for mental health support and mental health resources. And so I think it's, yeah, that's a really telling output of what you do and the work that you produce is that you're getting, it's not just physical, but it's, it's emotional and mental as well, helping to guide people that would otherwise leave things untreated and add both stress and undue cost to themselves and the health plan. The other side of that is that most large insurance carriers have built-in nurse hotlines that people can call. And obviously, as altruistic is is the work that you do, that comes with a fee. You know, it's a, it's a, it comes with a price tag. So why would an employer actually need to hire an additional nurse advocate service and add this to their health plan costs? Yeah, it's an absolutely great question. So what we have seen from past experiences with some of these larger entities that are built into employer populations is that although that there is a chronic care management service, it is highly underutilized. And so then what happens is the cost savings that you are anticipating you're going to receive from one of those chronic care management solutions, if you're only actually receiving 20% of that, then what is your true cost savings? So our experience with our, our nurse advocacy is where the difference lies in the fact that we provide something very personal to the individual. So when they contact our our nurse advocate services, they know they're getting the same person every time who knows their medical history, almost like you go into a primary care doctor's office. And then there's a continuum of care where you know the medications the person is taking, you know about their family history, you know where their outcomes could or couldn't be based on knowing who they are. And so when we put our services into an employer group, Instead of being underutilized, you know, which you have about, you know, 20% of plan members engaging, where we come in with, with employer groups that we service, on an average quarter, we can engage with 70% of the member group. And that is because those members know that when they call our services, that 
we're a trusted entity and we're going to understand what's going on with them personally and make sure that they're getting the care that they need in a timely fashion. It's not going to be like you're calling a hotline and it's a different person every time who knows nothing about you. And oftentimes these people will tell me, you know, somebody from the quote unquote insurance company called me. I don't want to tell them anything because that may or may affect, may or may not affect my ability to get my claim paid for or my family's claim paid for. So there's a built in fear with talking about your personal conditions to someone who you don't know at all. I think all of us can share that feeling. But when you have somebody that's trusted, then it's just like a friendship that you, you start out with getting to know one another and then it becomes this relationship over time. And I think that that's where the difference is. We have increased utilization because there is a, a trust built in. Such a personalized approach that you offer, Lauren, to the groups that you serve. What size groups are your services a best fit for? Um. Yes, we, we typically fit in best with roughly about 500 to 1,000 employees within a plan, which can usually equal to about one to 2,000 members within a plan within one group. I love when you talk about culture because that's certainly something that we talk about in our internal meetings. We also had the luxury of choosing where we know we can work best. I know we're often brought to the table by, um, by a benefits advisor who also has a deep understanding of the culture of these companies. And I think I've heard you say before that we work best with groups where the CEO knows the the names of the kids of the people that are working out on the plant floor or in the, you know, that are um, working in the manufacturing arena or the, um, the loading dock or what have you. So talk a little bit about what you've built this side of our business on. What are, you know, what are the principles and the foundation that guide this line of business. I feel like if I can explain connect and by defining principles or core values, what I would say is I think it's a surrounding about four topics. And, and one of those is going to be preventative maintenance, preventative maintenance in that you want to make sure that these members are getting taken care of before problems present, right? Prediction of problems, making sure that they're taking care of screening needs, understanding where to go before things happen, and so on and so forth. So preventative maintenance being one, peace of mind. And I think we've talked to this a few times, you know, just specifically today, just the employees knowing that if they've got something going on and they don't understand it because they're not medical or, or they're not insurance and they work their own job, just knowing that they can call into our services and we're going to be able to take care of their needs. So just wiping their mind clear of the additional stress of whatever it is they're going through medically. Um, vendor optimization, like I was speaking to earlier, you know, most vendor solutions are only going to touch about 20% of the population. Well, how do we make that better? Because that's been built into the plan designed to help drive outcomes and lower cost. Well, when we come in with nurse advocacy, we know these people personally. And as we understand trust equals influence and the, they'll trust you and, and know that if you're pushing them to a vendor solution that could truly help whatever chronic disease they have, then we know that we're all achieving the same ecosystem goal. And then communication. Communication is key. And not one form of communication works for everybody all of the time. So we offer you know, multiple modalities of communication. We touch the entire population and we really hone in on those individuals that we know need the most amount of attention or the most amount of care because we know that those individuals are, are typically the ones that are struggling within the plan somehow, some way. 
So I think it would be the four, those four core values. I want to go back to one that I think, you know, from where I sit, I'm most proud of outside of, like I said, the life-changing work that you do and your team does, uh, that vendor optimization. And because I, I think that's a really key difference. We've been on the receiving end of some very high praise from some of the largest centers of excellence, second opinion groups, specialty med groups out there saying, you know, your team under Lauren's leadership really does help us do our job better within the health plan. So if I'm just listening to this and thinking through, let's say I'm a broker and I've plugged in a number of what I would call innovative solutions. So looking at specialty meds, looking at plugging in a a centers of excellence or second opinion program, looking at disease specific states like diabetes. Lauren, is your role in the role of nurse advocate at CHC simply taking those orders and going out to the employee or the plan member that needs those services? Or is it a two-way street? I mean, do you and your team also turn around and work in tandem with with those vendors. Can you share with the audience what that relationship looks like? Absolutely. And so we, it, it works in tandem to answer your question. My group does outreach, you know, to the entire group. We, like I said, we hone in on the targeted individuals that we know need the most care. But then we have a very collaborative relationship with some of our really close vendor solutions in that we're connecting and understanding what their successes are with these individuals, what they're hearing from their perspective, you know, sharing with them what we're hearing. And in the collaboration, I think we're able to achieve the best outcomes. You know, they understand that there's certain things that are or are not working for those individuals. And on my end, you know, what can I do to assist them getting to the things that they need? So I feel like what's led to some of the best success is that the continued collaboration with some of those vendor solutions so that we can achieve the separate or the best outcomes from two separate thought processes. And because you're too humble to do this for yourself, I'll do it for our audience. You know, one of the gratifying parts of getting to, to sit from a skybox and watch all of this, since I'm, I'm not a clinician, is I love you know seeing how you are able to change those conversations and people you you know this will not be a surprise to anyone listening. Not every member wants to be told that if they you know they may have to go through a certain process if they're acquiring a specialty med, let's say. But the ability to change that conversation to get them to at least be open to it to look at it is what has led your group to have uh, for the past two years five out of five satisfaction surveys from the employees that take the time. And we know that in survey land, people either do it because they love it or they hate it. Generally, it's not just kind of the in-betweens, but but yet your team is scoring five out of fives on those member satisfactions and the ability to write in and the ways that they write in and share how you've changed their lives is also pretty remarkable. So I would imagine that gives your group satisfaction and, and lets you sleep easy at night some nights. Absolutely. And I'll say too, I, I feel like you know, what happens and just going back to, you know, what differentiates us from some other vendor solution or entity or chronic care management program, whatever you want to call it, is that we take the time to listen. You know, it's not about like the number of people that I've got to talk to every day, which has been very different from any of the business models I've been a part of in the past. You know, how many patients can you see? You know, we got to get so many in in a day. This is about taking the time to listen to the member because I may not get any anything from the member in regards of how to help them in the first five or 10 minutes, and especially the first 15. 
But sometimes about 30 minutes in, you truly hear what matters to them and what they need to want to do better. And the fact that you took the time to listen to what was important to them and does everything to build a foundation for these members and you to have a a long-term relationship. So it has added, yeah, a tremendous value. And when they write in on those surveys, most of the time the feeling is completely mutual. You know, it's like the experience that I had in that 30 minutes, you know, ever how many times they need to call in because there's not a limit, you know, just can truly make a difference in their lives. And as a provider to, who truly cares about people and helping others, it, it's, it's added a completely different set of values to my ability to care for individuals. Lauren, thank you so much for sharing your values and what you offer to these employer groups as medical advice, but also a friend that can help guide them when they need it most. So what we love to do with all of our guests is to recommend your favorite business or industry book that you've read recently or one that you keep on your bookshelf close by. So is there one you would like to share with us today? Yeah, you bet. Not to be too cliche, but one of my favorite business books, if it's what you want to call it, is How to Win Friends and Influence People. And and I feel like that completely fits into what nurse advocacy is. Because when I speak to these individuals, you know, for, for lack of a better term, we become fast friends. And so these members are friends of mine. We laugh, we talk, we cry. And in those moments of our friendships, as many times as we talk, those are the moments where when they ask for medical opinions or not opinions per se, or or just what do you think or what would you do or where would you go? In those moments, those are your ability to really help them get the care that they need. I'll just, I'll end by saying thank you once again for letting us showcase the hard work that you nurse advocacy team do every day to influence, ruin friends, and and ultimately to influence people because that's exactly what you're doing. You're changing the trajectory of their lives in a very real and tangible way while also containing costs for employers, which we know, I mean, these days both are so important. I'll end there. Um, I want to remind the audience, you know, Lauren mentioned something about COVID and the resources available, um, stepping back and transitioning back to the Granite List and the work that we're doing to showcase solutions across the board. On the Granite List, I want to remind you all, we do have this fabulous guide that outlines Lauren and the CHC resources, as well as other resources available for employers to plug in as you are managing through these trying times for sure. You can receive that if you're already signed up for our newsletter. It is generally going to be included in the month of December in the newsletter. If you have not yet signed up for our newsletter, please go to thegranitelist.com and click on the subscribe at the bottom and you too can get your own copy of that COVID resources guide. Lauren, thank you so much for joining us today. No, thank you both. I really enjoyed meeting with you both and making sure that we shared our services out to those people who may need it. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Granite List Live. Access our entire library by visiting your favorite podcast venue or subscribe on our site, thegranitelist.live.